0: Hi, I'm Rosalie A lot of people call me Rosie though If you're ever wanting to start a podcast like mine You can go to the app Anchor It is a great starting point It can broadcast all of your podcasts onto all platforms all at the same time and it is really, really easy to use So if you're wanting to ever do that go give it a try Thanks for tuning in Hopefully, my stories and experiences can help brighten your day, get you through all of your daily stresses, and help you find joy in the journey. Um, to introduce myself, I'm Rosie, Rosalie, whichever, um, I was married just about four months ago, on August 15th, today is currently December 3rd, 2020. Uh, my husband's name is Dylan, and so my maiden name is Rosalie Cook, but now I am Rosalie Garner. So hi, thanks for being here. Um, to talk about my family and background a little bit, just to get started so you can get to know me, for those of you who don't, I grew up in a family total of six no brothers all sisters uh three older siblings i am the youngest and i grew up in bountiful utah in the salt lake area so yes i was in a very mormon household growing up and later when i was 15 i moved to orem and now i live in provo since i just got married hopefully in a few years me and dylan will be able to move around Lehigh, American Fork area, just because college town really isn't for me, there's a lot of BYU craziness, everyone trying to get married, and who am I to talk? I got married five months into meeting Dylan, so <laughs> I can't really say much about that. Um, my dad, let's start off with him, his name is Dan Cook, my mom, Maria Cook, And then my three older siblings, Natalie Larson, Stephanie Cook, and Melanie Mackin. And I love them all very much. They've taught me so much throughout my life that you will be seeing in later episodes. Um, I'll try not to share too much information, but that's kind of what podcasts are all about. Let's be honest. So let's dive into this episode. It is called, Hi, I'm Rosalie just kind of an introductory, and then later on we'll get into more deep life experiences and lessons, and kind of just show you that even though life really sucks sometimes, it's all definitely worth it. So, with that being said, once upon a time, I lived in Bountiful, Utah. I was born March 28, 2000, in the... LDS hospital in Salt Lake City. I was a premature baby. Um, Apparently, my mom's placenta died out during her last trimester. So, with that being said, I've always kind of been anemic. Um, I was rushed to the ICU after birth. They had to thin out my blood. I apparently... (laughs) Ate my mom's poop in the womb, so that's always a joy. Um, and I was a really small kid growing up. I got teased about it a lot. I was shy. I had trust issues and just a hard time trusting people with my emotions. And so I was very shy, very quiet. Um, I was mainly close to my sister Melanie. So How my family works is there's my mom and dad, and then Natalie and Stephanie, they're the two oldest. They are three years apart. I believe my sister Natalie was born in, I wanna say 1987, since they're three years apart. And my sister Stephanie is 10 years older than me, so she was born in 1990. And then they are three years apart there, there's a, ten, uh, let's see, it's kind of tricky. There's a seven year gap, I want to say, between Stephanie and Melanie. And then me and Melanie are three years apart. So it's kind of a pattern. We're like in pairs, we're three years apart. And then there's a little gap between us. Um, so both Natalie and Melanie are 10 years apart and me and Stephanie are 10 years apart, with the two pairs being three years apart. Anyway, move on to another point. Um, so, I was closest to Melanie growing up, but I was also really close to Natalie. So, let's start with Natalie, and we'll make our way down. Uh, Natalie, she showed me Lisa Frank. I'm sure plenty of you are familiar with that merchandise. Love it. Always will. So glad that, um... So sad, sorry, that we don't see a whole lot of her her products anymore, but she would do my hair. She taught me so much on how to love um, and just be excited about life and excited about our bodies. She would always get our family up and going on a hike or just out adventuring. And I think that was so needed in our family. And I'm so grateful that I was growing up, hiking, exploring the Utah mountains in Bountiful, going to the temple, and all of that, and, like, in later episodes, you'll discover that my family has definitely drifted away and everything, but, um, like I said, we'll get to that. Uh, Stephanie, she was kind of the tomboy in our family growing up, I'm not saying that as an insult at all. But she was the one who kept our family strong, told us, like, tough, we'll get through it. You're good. I know it's unfortunate what's going on in your life, but you're better than this. Don't be pathetic. Just go on and be thankful for it. And I remember growing up, memories of her would be Her trying so hard and progressing and just being such a strong role model in my life. She, um, both her and Natalie did cross country and track in high school. And that's mainly where all of my memories of them are. Since I'm the youngest and they're the two oldest, like high school is the biggest time of your life to really get going and make life choices. So, she would do track, she played the saxophone and clarinet in high school, so did Natalie play clarinet as well. And I was always just so jealous of her high school life because she had such a great friend group, um, lots of exercise, she would go running with her friends like every weekend and wake up super early in the morning, she would get us going to... Um, marathons, 5Ks, just keeping our family active and healthy. And um, her and Melanie, since um, they're the two middle, middle children, they're usually the troublemakers in the family, so she was always kind of a trickster as well. And she kind of enabled my jokester side and my like Just doing practical jokes because she would (laughs) she would tease Melanie and then try and convince my parents that it wasn't her so she'd just be laughing in the corner while Melanie gets in trouble. Um (laughs) but I am really thankful for both Natalie and Stephanie to keep our family strong and healthy and to keep us exploring this beautiful world that God created for us. And if you're listening, love you. Hope you're doing good. Um, now let's get to Melanie, the one that I was the closest with, like I told you. Um, she later went on to high school to do swim team and also keeping up with band, all of us did band. She played trumpet. No, I played trumpet. I'm sorry, it's early in the morning, bear with me. She played a uh, French horn And I wanted to play French horn, but she is very stern on having her own personality. And that used to drive me crazy growing up, because I wanted to be just like her, but she wouldn't let me. And now that I look back at that, I admire it, honestly. Like, she has grown so much into her own person, and she protects that. And I remember growing up being my shy little wimpy skinny kid, not wanting to talk to anyone. That if someone told me who to be, I would be such a pushover and give in to that. Like I couldn't find my individuality without her by my side, teaching me through it. Hey, don't touch my Barbies. Those those are mine. Hey don't wear the same clothes as me. I know mom wants us to match, but I really don't want to. And of course, growing up, when you're little, you have a hard time getting along. You live in the same house. You share the same bathroom. You know how it is. Um, excuse me. But she was always my biggest fan growing up. I was really into Hannah Montana. I don't know about all the rest of you guys, but I was obsessed. And she she hated Hannah Montana. I mean, a lot of people do probably. (laughs) Looking back at it, they probably think it's kind of a dumb kid's show. But she she admired me through that. And when I wanted to throw a concert in my room to Hannah Montana, she would support it, she'd get the family in my room, she would use fake money to sell tickets, all of the above. Um, she may not have thought that I was the most glamorous in those ideas at all times, just like plenty of us do, but she still supported me, she still loved me. We would play all the time, play house, play dress-ups, everything, and I am so thankful for growing up with those siblings. Um, now talking about my parents a little bit, my dad growing up did oil drilling, gas, oil and gas business. Um, I was kind of too young to understand it at the time. but. He drilled wells in Texas. um, I think a little bit in China, but I don't really know. Uh, And that was our main source of income. So he was actually the CEO of the company. He built his own companies, which I think is great. Um, Unfortunately, that company went under. You know, drilling oil wells is kind of a bargain, you never know if you're gonna get enough oil, if you're gonna drill a dry well, and unfortunately that happened for our family, and we were able to recover, but of course it was a very rocky road, which I will get into later, but that is my dad, he's very, (laughs) he's very goofy, he would always tell us jokes, make up fun nicknames, and just keep us goofy, and I love that, and it's father, like, they show you how to support yourself, they support your family, but they also show you how to never stop laughing, to never stop joking, and to make life fun, whatever may happen. Uh, My mom, on the other hand, her name is Maria, I don't know if I mentioned that, she... Oh, back to my dad really quick. He got a PhD in physics from UC Berkeley, so he is very sophisticated, very smart. Uh, My mom, on the other hand, she went to Salt Lake Community College, I believe, and she just got her associates, which is honestly more than I obtained, so congratulations. And she was a secretary before I was born, and she actually loved that from what I hear, uh, she was in a very prestigious company, it sounds like, and she was supporting my dad getting through his PhD, um, kind of mixed in with Natalie and Stephanie being born, uh, they started their family in San Francisco, actually, and that's where Stephanie was born, um, but I admire my mom completely, she is a stay-at-home mom Well, she was growing up now she works trying to pick up the slack of our family and everything that's happened that I'll get to later um she also started taking up a job at a caregiving center so she cares for old nursing home patients gets them their medication and everything like that and I admire that so much it blows me away how strong How uplifting and Christ like my mom is. Um, She signed me up for so many things. I was a part of Girl Scouts growing up. (laughs) I did a lot of dance, tumbling, lots of singing lessons, just kind of the basics for a little girl kind of activities. also me and Melanie especially did swim team together and swim lessons so that was so fun it kept us in shape if you ever need an activity that will get you in shape and work your entire body but is also super therapeutic th- therapeutic anyway i can't pronounce that word i don't know why um do swimming cuz the water is so soothing Yet, you're working out in it and treading all that water that it works out your entire body. And it's amazing. I recommend that and yoga, which I'm getting into. Anyway, that is my family. Um, Of course, every family has its roots, um, which are my grandparents. Their names are Karen and David Cook and... My grandpa is an attorney, my grandma was a therapist, and I love them so much. Fortunately enough, they're still here today. I believe they're in their late 80s, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, anyway, those are my roots, my grandparents, which I can get into later in other episodes. I'm trying to keep each of my episodes 30 minutes long. Right now we're at 17 minutes, so about more than halfway there, and I still want to get to quite a bit in this podcast. Um, But my grandparents are my roots. They've had lots of kids, so I have lots of aunts and uncles and a really big extended family. Um, I think they had a total of seven children, and then their children and their children's children and... Anyway, I definitely have over 50 people in my extended family. Um. Anyway, growing up, I lived in Bountiful, the Salt Lake City area. And if you're from Utah, which you probably are being local to me, you know that it is very much LDS culture everywhere. Even if you aren't, A part of the LDS church you know about it you have probably had missionaries knocking on your door at some point in some form whether it's a person in your neighborhood or an actual formal missionary trying to get you to come to church and growing up in that I was very Molly Mormon went to church every week I had the priesthood in my household, um, went to Temple Square all the time since Bountiful is just about a 20-minute drive to the Salt Lake Temple. Um, so I would be very invested in the church. And I was a sunbeam, always will be. I was a faithful, true, young woman's member, and I, I still am, but you'll find in later episodes that my trials have made me open my eyes and gain so much more knowledge and wisdom about life, about God's creations, his plan, his revelation, that I'm very much more open-minded than I was. And that's the thing about the church. I don't want to offend anyone in these podcasts. Um, I respect the Latter-day Saint church completely. And I still consider myself a faithful member. I plan on getting sealed for time and eternity to my husband. And I'm always trying to be like Jesus because I love him. And I love that he sacrificed everything for me so I can be happy, and for eternity, too. Um, it's just growing up from my personal experiences, living in the LDS church was really hard for me. I was judged, I'm gonna get emotional, oh my gosh, (laughs) but it was hard. You're kind of expected to live this perfect lifestyle in the church. And if you show any sort of flaw whatsoever, you become a project, as my family called it. Meaning you'd have home teachers knock on your door, ask if they need anything, constantly pestering you. And that was my life. About age 10, I became more scared to go to church, and I don't think anyone should be scared to worship their God and to show love, and I was really frustrated with how the LDS culture was unfolding before my eyes when I was just 10 years old, um, yeah, it was just hard, because I, honestly, this is probably a piece of news for most of you, but I drink coffee, I sometimes curse when I'm angry, um, and I know that that goes against so much that I was raised on. I was taught that I actually very much remember this Sunday school lesson I had when I was about seven. My teacher specifically said in these words, some of you will stray away from the church. You will. It will happen. And you will be damned to hell for it. And I was so terrified that that would happen to me because I knew that the outside world was a bad place and that the devil was constantly tempting me and I was so scared to be damned to hell because I was raised in this culture where we had to be perfect, we had to be Christ-like, always focusing towards heaven and our ancestors and their example and the pioneer heritage, all of the above. Um, but it was hard. I even had friends who went to church with me when I was in high school who drank coffee, and we, they wouldn't dress the most modestly. And they still went to church, they still gave talks, participated every single week in Sunday school, in young women's, everything. And they, had, they were such good ministers, too. They were so kind. But they were judged upon. And they were treated as less because they knew that, like, the entire rest of the ward knew that they weren't perfect. They weren't living this perfect Christ life, and I was also taught growing up that the only person who can be completely perfect is Christ himself. We as human beings on this earth will never be perfect, and that was my experience in the church. I started drinking coffee, I started doing research about it, and I know that my beliefs aren't completely towards the church, but they aren't completely away. I believe that each person should find their own individuality. And of course you can rely on a certain religion such as the LDS church, but find your own self too. Don't be that shy kid in the closet Yearning to find your own individuality and your own voice and confidence to speak up. Don't let people walk all over you like that because you can be your own person. You can find your own beliefs. And my own beliefs I don't think that coffee is bad. I think that if we are so frustrated with life that we can't see God's hand in our life at the moment, then it's okay to let out a little curse word. That that's who I am I'm human um, so I'm going to end this podcast probably a little bit early just because it's mainly an introductory but in the end my life growing up I was taught the most important thing that you can do is love and There is no religion without love to me there is no religion in my mind in my belief that will ever portray hate on any other person because we were sent here in god's plan to learn and to gain experiences and then someday return home it's kind of like a math test and It's not like God is going to disown you for failing your math test. It happens. You're learning. You're progressing through life so you can gain experiences and be tempted and make a sin and through all that pain that you're feeling through that sin, grow from it. Say a prayer and ask for the spirit in your life and for God's help and you will feel so much more uplifted. Having known that you went through that trial, you had that dark spot with the devil in your life, but now God is here. He is here to help you achieve your dreams, live the most wonderful life you can, and define your own purpose and to gain your own story through whatever traumas, trials, heartbreak, devastation that you've ever gone through. And I've had friends growing up who didn't believe in God, but they do now. Because through my experiences, I was able to teach them, hey, (laughs) life has been crap. I've had so many things happen to me that I'm going to unfold on you guys. And it will probably be a huge eye-opener to most. But through all that trauma, I'm so glad that I had it because I've been able to see the true glories and wonders of my life and to progress. And it's a story that I can teach my children, my children's children, my friends, my siblings, everyone. And I can't wait to do that with you guys in future episodes. And thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I will hopefully post weekly, so episode two will be out sometime next week. Um, Like I said, today is December 3rd, 2020, so you can do the math then, and I will be posting soon. See you guys soon. Bye.